Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Actor Carlo Gugino has spoken out about playing the mom of tweens before she was 30. Millennials are sharing some of the things they wish Gen X and boomers would realize. And journalist Harriet Shepard joins us to talk about the rise of illness appropriation online and why it may be TikTok's most alarming trend. It's July 21st, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, Shyla, I'm going to jump into something that I know we're both going to have something to say <laughs> on. <laughs> because I know we both love the movie Spy Kids. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's iconic. <laughs> what is not iconic <laughs> Uh-oh. is that it's come to the internet's attention that Carla Gugino was only 28 when she started Spy Kids. And she played the mom. And I'm honestly having trouble wrapping my head around that because what? (laughs) You know, her kids in the movie were 10 and 12, which means if we're doing math, she would have been 16 when she had the first one. Meanwhile, Antonio Banderas, who played her on-screen husband, was 41 when the movie came out. Carla told Variety she felt she was at least 10 years too young for the role because the character was supposed to have already been a spy for a full decade. She also said, quote, I think it only hurt me a little because people did think I was older than I was for a period of time. I mean, I'm bad at math. So, you know, no matter how you add it up, this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> um, and I mean, Hollywood has had this problem for years. Ugh, of like, I know. 
aging women up and then out. You know, it's like the mm-hmm. second they hit, mm-hmm. you know, had she actually been, let's say, 38 or whatever, you know, she would have been playing the grandmother. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but really, Shyla, I mean, I feel like nowadays it's like once you're a woman and you're 35 in Hollywood, it's like, that's it. Mom rolls for you. Yep. Game <laughs> over. Um, yeah, no, I feel that very deeply. And I love this movie. She did a great job. Um, she was like full MILF status. Uh, but as someone who is, I'm not going to like confirm or deny that I'm this age that she was when she did this movie uh that's alarming i could not have two children and be a, like a veteran spy yeah, i just couldn't a 12 year old child and been in spy work for 10 years yeah <laughs> Okay, so speaking of age-related revelations, millennials recently took to Reddit to talk about some of the things they wish older generations understood about them. One of them is that $15 an hour in 2021 does not give you the same purchasing power that it did in 1985. When I hear an older person say, quote, I used to get by just fine on $15 an hour, I want to slap them. Yeah, me too. I'd also like to get yeah, in on that. Yeah, this is relatable. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, it, it, I mean, uh, I'm laughing right now, but, you know, it's through the denial and the worry mm. and fear that I'll never fear, be financially yes. stable because it's like, okay, our salaries aren't going up, but everything else is. Yeah, something kind of related to this is just like, you know, when you're applying for a job and they're like, okay, you need 10 years work experience, but it's also like a very low level right out of college position. You're like, what am I supposed to do? And then it's paying nothing. Um, But okay, so someone else wrote, just because we're more aware of our mental health and allow ourselves to feel what we want to feel, it doesn't make us weak or quote snowflakes. If anything, it makes us better at coping with, well, everything. Yeah, I know. I think we're definitely billed as being like sensitive, you know? And I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm sensitive. Good. Yeah, okay, like, I have a right to be. Like, the world is literally and figuratively on fire. Um, I have a reason to feel how I feel about it. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm glad that we're processing emotions. Well, I'm literally still thinking about from the show the other day when Gigi Hadid had said that she has the good and the bad journal. I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm, that's the most exciting thing I've heard in weeks. I'm like, yeah, let me talk about my emotions and process them. Right. Okay, so another one that was a really good point was, quote, your shitty jokes that objectify women or make fun of minorities won't fly anymore. Get over it. Truly, it's it's just not funny anymore. And it, it wasn't it that. It was. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have so many feelings about this. I feel like so many people, when they say something racist or misogynistic, are just like, oh, you have no sense of humor. And it's like, okay, explain the joke. Oh, God, explain that's my joke. That's literally my favorite move. Please explain Gosh. this joke to me. <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. There was this line in an old Amy Schumer sketch where, or like stand up, and she's saying that women today are realizing that like, it wasn't okay to be sexually harassed in the workplace. And they're like, oh yeah, like, I guess that was bad. Wait, I okay, feel so, like- so this is, this is kind of interesting. So during the pandemic, my roommate and her boyfriend, we really got like every Friday night, we were like, what movie are we watching? And Laura and I keep really wanting to watch <laughs> National Treasure. And which Oh is my God, great, can we right? talk about it? But her, boy, her boyfriend, you know, we're two women, he's a man, our her boyfriend doesn't want to watch because it's too sexist. And Laura and I are kind of like, oh, yeah, but that's just kind of the way the early 2000s movies were. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Okay, but now I'm thinking, what 
what about it was sexist? It's it, it, it's just very just the way that the one female character is talked to and about and just like her character in general. Oh yeah. Um. Well, now I need to go back and watch it because you know <laughs> yeah, I'm I need. St- I'm still voting. We watch it. So. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, as you've probably noticed, health-related content is alive and well all throughout TikTok. The health hashtag has received no less than 20 billion views on the platform. And if you look even closer, you'll notice that a lot of this health-related sharing comes from teenagers. Lacking their usual social structures, Gen Z has found a sense of community and belonging on TikTok this past year. While candidly speaking about mental health has been therapeutic for some, others have been accused of faking illness for clout. Journalist Harriet Shepard recently wrote about this disturbing new TikTok trend for ID Magazine and joins us now with more on what's been happening. Hi, Harriet. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, health is one of the biggest trending topics on TikTok. We talk about it a lot on this show. But um, what do you think it is about this overall space that seems to draw so many people in? I think it's the relatability question. So it's this platform seems to be much less polished than Instagram, much more candid, and people see real teenagers in their bedrooms doing real things, talking about real experiences of theirs. And I think that normalization of kind of health conversation in those spaces is what has given it so much traction, especially during the pandemic. Mm, definitely. Have you noticed like maybe like the most common TikTok health hashtags or which health topics most young people are gravitating towards? It's hard to say definitively just because of how the algorithm works and how easy it is to go down a rabbit hole. So my For You page could look completely different to your For You page and probably does especially given my research for this article. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But from my experience, there's a lot of kind of Tourette's and tick-related content, so a lot of motor conditions. And then I've also noticed a lot of uh, mental health kind of conversation. And then also different conditions that I think tend to get diagnosed in teenage years. So, for example... OCD or ADHD, things like that. Now, specifically, the type of health-related sharing that takes place on TikTok provides, you know, a great deal of support and awareness for those who need it. Can you talk a little bit about how important that's been for a lot of these teens, you know, finding that community support, especially during this past year? Yeah, I think especially given the context of a pandemic where schools have been closed in a lot of places and kids are kind of missing out or have missed out on some of the most formative years of their social lives and development. I think it's been really important to have a kind of space to talk about mental health issues or other health health issues. There's been a global pandemic. That's the biggest health issue that any of us have probably faced on a global level. Of course, mental health as a result of lockdowns and school closures has been a pandemic of itself. So, you know, and truly a community has been created, but on the flip side, as this content gets more popular, creators become influencers and another trend is born, appropriating illness for bigger social media clout. What are some notable instances of how this has happened on TikTok or anywhere else on the internet right now? 
Well, I think firstly, I think I would be careful about the use of the word clout here because I wouldn't want to assume that anybody is doing this for a given reason. And my conversations with medical professionals, let me preface this by saying I'm not in any way a medical professional, is that this is often a symptom of attention deficit or a personality disorder of itself. The way that people attempt to get needs met is through feigning illness. There is definitely the, in some cases, I'm sure people are feigning illness for clout, but I think the word attention is more fitting here. I think that's a safer word to use because for the most part, these are teenagers and we've seen it on Tumblr and we've seen it on MySpace and we've seen this romanticization of suffering, the attention that comes with that for years. And I think it's more about that than it is about clout at that age, in my personal opinion. And do you have any like specific examples of those or like what does it look like when someone on TikTok is appropriating illness or faking an illness? So what I've seen is a lot of kind of dynamic disorders because this faking illnesses online is no new phenomenon or quote unquote phenomenon. It's classified as an illness in itself. It's called Munchausen's by internet, which is an iteration of Munchausen's syndrome. According to Mark Feldman, again, who's the doctor I spoke to, this has existed since the dawn of the internet. Obviously back then it was kind of more blog posts, static posts, but when video first platforms like Instagram as it's becoming and TikTok especially gain traction, the way this manifests changes. So it's manifesting in much more dynamic disorders. For example, the ones that I've seen, dissociative identity disorder, which was formerly known as multiple personality disorder. And that basically... The trends that I see on TikTok are kind of people switching or capturing their dissociating and then switching into different alters, which are their different personalities, as it were, on camera, which, again, is really hard to refute that that's happening. It would give a faker the opportunity to adopt different personas on camera and it could lend itself to humorous content if these alternate personalities or alters are humorous characters. Those are a lot of the ones that receive backlash for being fake. Well, we have not even touched the surface of this. We will be right back for more on TikTok's illness appropriation problem with Harriet Shepard. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. 
Hey, everybody. Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played with Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space. Activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Harriet Shepard about some of the alarming new trends happening on TikTok. So this specific trend of faking illnesses is becoming so prevalent that it's led to counter movements. And often this kind of online policing converge on bullying. Have the attempts to address this issue proven to have negative consequences? Definitely. I think the anonymity of these kinds of forums is really dangerous. It allows creators to be doxxed, which basically means that their personal and private information and sensitive information is being leaked with basically malicious intent and people then harass them. So that could be their personal home addresses or contact numbers. And especially when we're talking about kids or minors, it's really, it not only creates a negative environment for people who are quote unquote faking, but also it subjects real people with real conditions to the same kind of skepticism, which is also unwarranted. I mean, if you're a kid sharing your, being brave enough to talk about your condition and your experience online to the rest of the world, and then somebody's commenting saying you're faking, I think the skepticism is really what's dangerous. It creates this kind of boy who cried wolf culture around the conversations of mental health, which goes against everything that TikTok's community is building. So I guess in that vein, does this become worse before it gets better? I mean, is there any expert thinking on how this might all play out? I mean, as I mentioned, this is not a new phenomenon. There have been people lie online all the time. Things go viral all the time. And things that are lies go viral all the time. We all present more polished versions of ourselves online. What Dr. Mark Feldman was saying to me is that actually these teens probably need mental health support. And actually the diagnosis of a personality disorder or narcissism can actually improve the prognosis and mean that they don't use these means to get their needs met and to get attention. It maybe gets worse before it gets better, but that this is kind of a phase 
hopefully also for many people and that this is just the fact that life is so public on TikTok and these kids are making these statements online to a global audience is just shining a light on something that is endemic to teenage life. Well, Harriet, thank you so much for joining us today and breaking all of this down. Thank you. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, women over 30 exist. And uh, hey, turns out they can definitely act. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monty Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Have you ever felt depressed about work, only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job, and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant, and I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy, so that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could. At Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't.